the largest businesses of the world today are set up on the platform model. It is often said that the modern day capitalist does not own the means of production but the means of connection. And that's exactly what a platform company does. Hi and welcome to Platform Predicament. Making sense of a datafied future of work. This podcast is brought to you by IT for Change and supported by Friedrich Ebert Stifting. I think uh, based on the work that I have done for the ILO report that got published last year, I think what I see very clearly is the freelance and innovation platforms coming up late 1990s already. And then you do see the Microtask platform, which is the Amazon Mechanical Turk that comes up. And that's around 2004. And then as a result of it, you know, you have a number of other Microtask platforms like Clickworker, Crowdflower, others coming into the forum. And taxi platforms have come much later. I think it's uh, in the late, I think after 2006-07, that you see one by one platforms coming up. And then immediately you see that there is a potential for these platforms to exist and survive. So we have to understand this also that every, uh, I mean, gig and platform work in different cities of India uh, creates the push and portal factor in a different kind of a way. So why the workers are actually joining Ola and Uber driving in Delhi, while uh, there are much more delivery and rapido drivers in Hyderabad and Bangalore are totally different reasons that is happening over there. There are aspects of this platform economy that contribute to women seeing themselves as workers, uh, identifying as uh, productive, uh, and the way they engage with not just the labor market, but also with uh, their communities and their uh, cities. Uh, I specifically remember uh, this data which was provided that uh, the beauticians or the saloon owners were making like uh, 12,000 a month uh, right now. So while getting on urban company, they would be able to make 70,000 or 80,000 a month. So when that kind of uh, dreams were shown to people, a lot of uh, people, even from the middle classes, a lot of people who had college degrees uh, were attracted to this form of work. Also, the jobs were constantly shrinking with the digitalization which was going on. A lot of traditional forms of work were getting disrupted at that time. I think what we need to do as researchers or people who are interested, uh, especially coming in from the global south, is to differentiate between what was the sort of stated or written imagination of what gig work was all about in the early literature that was coming in, uh, particularly from the global north, right? And what we have witnessed on the ground, say, in countries such as India. Most people in this country would be willing to offer anything to get a regular eight-hour working day if it was possible for them. 